What's going on, everybody? This is Brian Matthews, your host, and this is Confessions of an Ugly Black Man, the Unchained Edition, Part 2. Will somebody pinch me? Is this deja vu? I mean, seriously, did this happen again? Right about now, you're like, oh, Brian, what bad has happened in the United States today, hood journalist? And I'll be like, not today, J.A. It happened in March which is really ridiculous. We're just now finding out about this. But you know what? Let me just back off. Because, you know, there's ways that you set the tone. So I want to set the tone for this podcast. So the scene is set up. Two people. Bad guy and a good guy. And actually, it comes from the uh, movie Man on Fire. Probably one of the hottest Denzel movies out yet. I'm just saying. that's That's a tight movie. Based on some true stories. Anyway. Do the possible copyright infringement i gotta debut the voice acting because i don't want to uh if potentially ever monetization come through get demonetized by youtube or whoever else or get sued because i use their voice or likeness in the movie for well, no profit at this point ah here we go i'm sorry for the girl it's just business you know i am a professional <sighs> That's what everybody keeps saying. I'm just a professional. Everybody keeps telling me that. I'm just a professional. I'm sick and tired of hearing that. You understand me? Tired. Now, the one thing I like to do, I like to listen to other podcasts. Helps me get ideas, help me change the format, and I get inspired by some of the podcasts that I listen to. Now, I was listening to the podcast, and it was by two young ladies and one uh, African-American gentleman, little young people. I don't think anyone were over 25, but I could feel their pain. I could feel how upset they were about the Ahmaud Arbery killing, and I'm like, okay, this is going to be good. And then when the lady started acting like, oh, we want blood for blood. I'm thinking back to the tombstone days. I'll be your huckleberry. <laughs> I'm like, they were more radical than the young man. It's like he was trying to keep the peace, but they're like, nah, they're killing our people. Da, da, da. I want blood for blood by any means necessary. And I always say, I always say, one day the police are going to hurt the wrong family or put their hands on the wrong person. And that was spark more than an outrage this it'll be more than just public getting upset see here's the problem and i want you to listen to this and think about these words the problem is this you can't fight a war when you're behind enemy lines and in an asymmetric fight you don't even know who your friend or foe is see public enemy came out with lyrics black folks and white coats and some people are like i don't know what that is think about it black coats or black folks and white coats so Malcolm X, everybody's heard of Malcolm X because they've heard the, um, or they wear the X or we had that one, I don't know, black empowerment phase in our black community. But anyway, we, we kind of have a general idea who Malcolm X is. Now this came from David Garrow, a Pulitzer Prize winning civil rights historian. The vast majority of white opinion at the time was that this was a black on black crime or maybe even a black extremist on black extremist crime. And for decades, the consensus in the black community were 
you know, we're not going to look underneath the rock. We're just, just going to leave it alone. Now, at the time that Malcolm spoke at the Adaban, I guess that's how you said, ballroom on February 21st, 1965, he was a marked man. He was spied on by the FBI and the police denounced him as a traitor. And this is basically by the nation's leadership. And for the most part, he was viscerally hated. You know, and well, Mr. Farrakhan declared him worthy of death. And he was also part of the nation of Islam. Let me give you another situation. And, and the reason why I bring up, well, I'll get to the point a little bit. We'll talk about the Black Panthers. Black Panther Fred Hampton, 21, and Mark Clark, 22. Both these young men, not even at the age of 25, are gunned down by 14 police officers as they lie sleeping in their Chicago, Illinois apartment. Hmm, there may be a correlation to that later. About 100 of bullets had been fired in what the police described as a fierce gun battle with members of the Black Panther Party. However, <laughs> ballistic experts later determined that only one of those bullets came from the Panther's side of, of the uh, equation. In addition, the bullet holes in the front door of the apartment, which the police pointed to the, as evidence that the Panthers had been shooting from, were actually nails made by the police in an attempt to cover up their attack. Four other Black Panthers were wounded in the raid as well as two police officers. You see, this is what we call a state-sanctioned assassination. And I don't mean like, you know, state of Illinois, but it's, it's kind of like CIA black ops type thing. I'm talking about this is some, re, some real Jason Bourne, black ops, uh, supremacy, whatever. This, this, this is covert. This is covert and it's very questionable. Now, I understand everybody wants to get all in arms and they think that this is a personal attack on black people. And maybe it is. It's not a United States of America personal attack on black people, but it might be just a state, meaning like Tennessee or Georgia. Hmm. Confederate states, I think. I'm not pointing the finger. Now, you have to understand the United States will never. They, they, they're not going to move on you unprovoked. So they'll let you organize and they'll let you even recruit people for your cause because maybe you're going to have what's called a peaceful gathering because that is within your constitutional rights. However, once you're deemed a threat, that's when everything changes. Then you become under close watch. They embed spies, turncoats and sellouts. And they put them into your ranks. Hell, your best friend, the guy you came up with might be the very person that sells you out. Does this even sound familiar? Your people selling you out? Does the little hairs on the back of your neck stand up? No? Okay. Well, let it be broke then. It was the Africans themselves who were enslaving their fellow Africans, sending them to the coast to be shipped outside of Africa. Hmm? Now, this is from a researcher, Akusa Purby of the University of Ghana. Based on her studies, Purby says that the European slave traders, almost without exception, did not themselves capture slaves. They bought them from other Africans, usually kings or chiefs or wealthy merchants. That's right, all for profit. Doesn't this kind of sound familiar? What we're going through today, all these rich black folks not doing anything for you poor black folks? Um, well, you know what, in general, let's be fair. Rich people don't do nothing for poor people. They do a couple things here and there, but rich people generally don't do anything for poor people and definitely not for something they're not gonna make a profit. So where you at now, social justice warriors? Where you guys at now? Hmm? Hmm? That's right. 
Africans caught, captured, and killed by other Africans. Hmm. Now, you know how I roll. I don't just stand up just because, oh, it's a black cause. And no, you can say what you want to say about me. I'm just going to present the facts. I never go into anything half cocked, if that's what you want to put it. What I give you are tools to make an informed decision on any topic that I provide to you. I'm not going to guide you anywhere. I'm just going to give you the things to think about it. You make your own decision. But if you think the United States will just, after what I said about the, the Black Panthers and potentially quote unquote Malcolm X, example number one, Ruby Ridge. This is the location of an incident that happened in August 1992 in which the Federal Bureau of Investigations or FBI, these agents and U.S. Marshals engaged in an 11-day standoff with a self-proclaimed white separatist Randy Weaver, his family, and a friend named Kevin Harris. Now, they were all in some isolated cabin on the Boundary County in Idaho. Here's the deal. Weaver's wife, Vicki, his 14-year-old son, Sammy, and U.S. Marshal William Deegan were killed in the siege. Okay, no mercy, people. No mercy. They killed his wife. They killed his kid. You understand? Number two, February 28th through April 19th, 1993, the place, Waco, Texas. Yeah, you know where I'm going with this. This is where the FBI assembled what has been called probably the largest military force ever gathered against any civilian suspect in American history. 10 Bradley tanks, two Abram tanks, four combat engineer vehicles, six and 78 agents and Additional to six U.S. Custom Officers, 15 U.S. Army personnel, 13 members of the Texas National Guard, 31 Texas Rangers, 131 officers from the Texas Department of Public Safety, 17 from the McLean County Sheriff's Office, and 18 from Waco Police Department. For a total of 899 people. You couldn't get that one? Get 900? Okay. Now, this is the excerpt from Vox.com. The Waco tragedy explained, finally, on April 19th, the FBI raided the compound using military-grade weaponry, such as armored tanks, as well as tear gas. A fire broke out, the source which remains disputed, I guess, at this point, and 76 out of the 85 Branch Davidians, including Koresh, and a number of children were killed. Hmm. Now, your constitution gives you the right to bear arms and assemble peacefully. Now, I'm no police officer or a federal agent, although I have served in the military, you know, from the rank of private all up to senior non-commissioned officer. So every time I re-enlisted, I reaffirmed the same oath I took when I initially joined the Army. I, state your name, do solemnly swear or affirm that I will support and defend the Constitution of the United States against all enemies, foreign and domestic, that I will bear true faith and allegiance to the same, and that I will obey the orders of the President of the United States and the officers appointed over me according to regulations of the Uniform Code of Military Justice. So help me God. Put that in there to let you know even God's on our side. So what does this ultimately mean? It means I don't give a raggedy rat's ass if you look like me or not. I will execute my orders without hesitation while operating within the scope of my rules of engagement. You would say, we're not at war with the government, Brian. It's not that you're at war with the government. It simply means that there will never be another civil war to divide this nation. Let me say this. I am so glad that the young people are now recognizing the dangers of living in America blind. But remember, the media is the most powerful entity on earth. They have the power to make an innocent guilty and to make the guilty innocent. 
Now that's power because they control the minds of the masses. That's Malcolm X, smart man. Hmm, think about it. Now I'm gonna give you something else that you might say, eh, well, it, it is what it is. Facebook will not let me boost this podcast. They never let me boost anything that's empowering or informative to the point where it causes controversy. So I, I kind of think that they 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 post that bull crap just to keep you distracted. But it's not just you, it's just everybody. You know, stupid lady yelling the cat or whatever. I still haven't figured that one out yet. It doesn't make any sense, you know. The TikToks, the mindless. I still haven't figured out my, a lot of that stuff. But hey, as long as we, it's kind of like like the Romans and the gladiators. Hey, as long as we're watching other people do crazy stuff, we kind of are distracted from what's really going on. Just like these incidents happened, you know, the Ahmad Arbery and this this these happened a couple months ago, and we're just now finding out about it. Why? Why are we just now finding out about it? And you're saying find about what? A woman was shot and killed in her Louisville, Kentucky home by police executing a botched search warrant. And they forced their way into the house, surprising her and her boyfriend who thought they were burglarizing the house. Now, there's a lawsuit filed, of course, and, and I hope they, you know, they get paid. You know, not no Rodney King paid because he was stupid. He was, I'm sorry. But I hope they get paid. Uh, they deserve some type of retribution. They do. And if it's financial, then so be it. You can't replace a, a, a person, a, a, a mother, or well, she wasn't a mother, I don't believe, but you, you can't replace a child. You know, she was young enough that her, her parents still alive. So that's enough. Yeah, they may be set for life. They may get money, but they lost a daughter. So now there was a law, like I said, there was a lawsuit filed by the family for uh, Brianna Taylor, who was an EMT worker. And she was a person that was more selfless than most people now in days. Her and her boyfriend, you know, thought they were being burglarized. So he fired at the officers in self-defense. Now, the lawsuit also accuses the three officers of blindly firing more than 20 shots in the apartment. I'm going to touch on that a little later, just give you something to think about. Taylor 26 was shot eight times by the police. She was unarmed. Indescript. Nobody said whether it was dark or if it was, I don't, those details haven't really been provided. But what we do know is they shot indiscriminately 20 times. It could have been a kid in there. Thank God there wasn't. Like I said, she was shot eight times. Doesn't make any sense. Now, Kenneth Walker, 27, he was arrested and charged with assault and attempted murder on a police officer. Now, an attorney for Walker could not immediately be reached. Now, there's another guy that's involved. He's an attorney, which I do believe is the family's attorney, which is Ben Crump. He's a prominent civil rights attorney. And he just, I guess he threw his hands up and said, you know, black people, you know, you can't walk while black. You can't jog while black. We already know the deal about driving while black. But in Breonna Taylor's case, she was sleeping while black in her home? Killed? <laughs> really? Now, the police stated that they announced they were coming in. And it's kind of funny that there's nothing supporting their evidence due to the fact that they weren't wearing body cams. Mr. Officer of the gosh damn law. <laughs> really? Plot thickens. Yeah. And the three officers involved, they've been placed on administrative leave. Wow, Walker, a licensed gun owner, a man who's never had any criminal background. He was arrested and he faces charge for first degree assault and attempted murder on a police officer. Now, this is according to Insider.com. Now, here in the great state of Texas, we have what they call uh, the Castle Doctrine. And I know this to be true for the state of Tennessee as well. Now, this it basically states that a person have no duty to retreat into their home or castle. They may use reasonable force, including deadly force, to defend their property, person, or, or another, you know, basically their family or kids. 
So, yeah, dude was in his right, so to speak, especially if the police didn't do what they're supposed to do. Now, me, this is, this is, I'm going to break it down for you how things generally went wrong. You're, gonna, you're probably going to look at me like, Brian, no. But yeah, this is how things went wrong. See, this is how, so basically, whenever you're in an engagement situation, whether you're a police officer or you're a person defending your home, before you squeeze the trigger, you have to have PID, which is positive identification. You can have your kid walking around and you don't know it, you don't realize your kid, you blast your kid. That, that's why you have to have positive identification. But apparently these police, they aren't taught engagement as, as an engagement practice. They just go and spraying and praying. Now, I've also been trained to engage multiple targets. You know, now this is because I did personal security for the general in the in Korea under the United Nations command. So, yeah, pretty much my house are probably one of the ones where the police want to go ahead and use proper protocol. But we don't generally have those issues in San Antonio. Thank goodness. Knock on wood. Now, in my younger days, I will admit when I felt like I was invincible, whenever I did have a run in or two with the police, they usually came with two cars. Now, I'm not a tall guy, but like right now, I'm about five, seven, five, six and a half, depending on the days. Walk around about 230 pounds and then I'm that fat. Yeah, I kind of fit the description of maybe they need to tase me or shoot me one of the two. However, you know, to quote unquote, calm the situation down. But I digress. But if you go on YouTube and you just type in like nine millimeter or tech nine or something, you're going to see people using these guns. You're going to see people engaging targets with these guns. And I'm not trying to be funny. I don't know what the targets look like, but I got a general idea. They're not all green. I don't want to draw that conclusion for you. Maybe Walker should have took some classes himself. But just like the rest of America, he had that, oh, it can never happen to me, or what I like to call the false sense of security complex. Hmm. Now, I'll end it with this. I appreciate the young people now starting to actually get woke. That's great. But it's not America that's to blame, but a few bad seeds who wear blue. Now, in the military, you are guilty until proven innocent. And often, depending on the crime, you're either locked up or you're placed under guard. Now, the police, they tend to be militarized at times, so in this situation, why not be held under the same military standard? Guilty until proven innocent. And when it comes to a law-abiding citizen, y'all remember that movie, right? Where a man driven to seek justice while targeting not only his family's killer, but also those who have supported a corrupt criminal justice system and intending to assassinate anyone supporting that system. See, when people start calculating instead of chasing their tails through the red tape we might just have a leg to stand on see the problem is what was it, the problem is the thing is the police haven't ran into that one bad day guy and what, what do i mean by one bad day it just takes one bad day for that honest john that average joe guy to lose his shit now as for me before i ever went into combat anytime that i deployed i told my family Look, shit goes sideways. I'm nobody's EPW. That's prisoner of war. I'm not built to bow down. They understood that. But if we are truly trapped behind enemy lines, those words still apply. Yo, this is Brian Matthews. You've been fed. I dropped that knowledge. This is Confession of an Ugly Black Man. We are out. Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is Brian Matthews, and thank you for listening to my latest podcast. If you like this podcast and want to hear more, you can follow me on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and yes, the brother is Google searchable. I am a one-man operation, 
and I have an opportunity to go global with this podcast. E-streaming support, and I appreciate that. However, subscribing to my podcast and YouTube channel along with a donation will help me meet the financial fees along with obtaining airtime on not one, but two internet channels. Secondly, I'm striving for a thousand streams. I'm currently at 594 streams. Now, by the time some people hear this, you might be over the uh, six, 700, but hey, we're just starting. We're just trying to get there. Subscribe is free. And yes, every time you stream, the brother gets paid. Once again, I want to keep bringing you this in-your-face commentary. You may not always like what I say and what's being said, but being uninformed is a choice. And hey, you really can't refute the truth. Thanks once again, and stay woke, my friends.